Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What up, what up, what up, Ethers? And welcome to another edition of Sports Ethos DFS Today. This is your Friday, November 26th edition. I'm bringing this one special to you on Thanksgiving morning, doing this one bright and early. Uh, My name is Santino, and I will be your host today. We have a nice 12-game slate coming up for you uh, with an early preview on Thanksgiving Day, giving you guys everything you need to know early on uh, before news breaks late. Uh, but you'll be able to rest up for the holidays, see this one bright and early. <clears throat> yeah, we don't have any spreads as of right now. Uh, we don't have a full injury report. Yeah, most teams played last night. But we do know the general census of most of the things that are coming up here. Uh, so we'll make this one nice and quicker. Usually we have one showdown slate. A game is going to start at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we have an 11-game main slate for all of the fans out there that like the main slate, like myself. Um, <clears throat> we have a couple teams on back-to-back, or front ends of back-to-backs that we'll get to. But for the most part, we are... Ready to rock and roll for this slate. Without further ado, let's jump into it. The first game on the docket, as I mentioned, is that game that tips off at 3.30 Eastern Standard Time. That's the Pistons traveling to the West Coast to take on the Clippers. Again, there are no spreads as of right now for any of these games. Um, But we don't need one for for the showdown slate anyway. On Detroit... We saw, we know Kelly Olenek is out. Killian Hayes has been out. Frank Jackson uh, got hurt the other night. And Isaiah Stewart was suspended, so he should be back for this one. On the Clippers, we know Batum is out on health and safety protocols. And Kawhi Leonard is out uh, with that ACL. And that, those are the two big ones there. Uh, we'll start with the Pistons. I mean... Traveling to Los Angeles to take on one of the best defensive teams in the league in the Clippers, it's not a position that many want to envy. Uh, but without Killian Hayes, possibly, without Frank Jackson, possibly, uh, Corey Joseph does make more sense. Uh, I'm not ever one to endorse Corey Joseph, but now without those two guys, he's going to get a ton of run there. Uh, Cade Cunningham as well. City or Jeremy Grant at 9-6. I prefer him over Sadiq Bey if possible. Uh, those guys I'm looking at, uh, obviously, will have some value here too. Josh Jackson, Diallo, uh, especially Diallo at 2,800. Um, if Frank and Killian Hayes don't play, then that's just, they're going to get minutes. And that's where I'd want to run to. Uh, Trey Lyles, Luca Garza had themselves a decent game without Isaiah Stewart, but he's only spending one game. So. I expect him to be back in this one. And I also don't mind him at 5,400. Um, I think there's some value here. If you don't want to go to Grant and Cunningham and spend that money, uh, Stewart, Joseph for mid-range tier. Um, Jackson and Diallo, very cheap, very good options here. They're going to be in the rotation, especially, again, if Hayes and, and or Jackson are out of the uh, the lineup. And I expect probably one of them to be out of the lineup. Um, and Jackson... Didn't return to the game, sprained his ankle. Um, Killian Hayes hasn't played in a couple games. So, yeah, Diallo and Josh Jackson are probably the two best cheap options to plug in your lineup here. Um, Then we'll jump on over to the other side of the ball. Probably going to want to have exposure to Paul George in this matchup. It's it's a showdown slate. There's no better options than him. Um, If Batum is out, Marcus Morris Sr., who... Jumped back right, jumped right back into the starting lineup, and crazily 
played 31 minutes. I thought he was going to get eased in, like they said. He played 31 minutes right in this game back. He's 6,400. Obviously, he's more. Everybody's more expensive in a showdown slate, but um, my lord, in a in a team that he used to, against a team that he used to play for, if his minutes are already there, 31, uh, no Batum doesn't have to worry about it. Yeah, I don't mind looking at Marcus Morris's way either. Terrence Mann, Isaiah Hartenstein, two other guys that I keep an eye on. They're very cheap, 5,200 and 3,400 respectively. Uh, Serge Ibaka is back, but he's not playing a lot at all. He has one game on the season uh, over eight minutes. So Hartenstein is still the backup center as of right now. Uh, and this is a matchup where he could see extended garbage time. He could see 20 minutes or so here. Um, and we know when he gets 19, 20 minutes, he can bring back value. Just look at the last two times. He played 19 and 20 minutes a couple games ago. Uh, he brought back at least 30 fantasy points. So a guy to take a chance on uh, if you need people on the cheap cheap side of the ball here, uh, which you might. You could just stack up on the top of the lineup and take some chances lower in this environment of a what I expect to be a very big at least eight-point spread with the Clippers at home here. All right, let's jump on over to that main slate. We have 11 games. Three of them start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's jump into the first. We have Minnesota traveling to Charlotte to take on the Hornets, uh, formerly known as the Bobcats. Shout out to Will. Uh, all right, we don't have anybody on the injury report as of yet. Um, but we do have couple people that we can look out for. Patrick Beverly left the last game, did not return. Something to keep an eye on. Um, and that's likely it for for that team. P.J. Washington made his re- highly weighted return. So uh, there's nobody on the Hornets as of right now. Let's jump to the, the, um, the Wolves. They are the away team here. Edwards at 7-5. Still a solid price tag. Him and Russell are going to be in very good matchups. I prefer Edwards. His upside is just much bigger. Um, we've seen even in games that he shoots poorly, he's grabbing rebounds. Uh, last game he grabbed 14, the game before that 7. Um, he does have a stinker in there with a 0, but he has multiple games of double-digit rebounds here. He pitches in and assists. Sometimes he gets 1, sometimes he gets 6. The, the upside is there, though. And we know about his scoring prowess. Uh, he dropped 69 and a half points last game, and he got that monster dunk taken away from him. So um, Anthony Edwards makes a lot of sense here. Towns is going to be in a really good matchup too. Uh, probably have just more exposure to Edwards in general with that $2,000 discount. But Towns is in a very good spot, and I can't hate him. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, another a guy to keep an eye on. He's creeping towards the 5K range now, but uh, three straight games of over 31 fantasy points four straight games of over with double digit rebounds this guy is just ripping down boards every time i say that i always think of the the uh dave Chappelle skit when he when he's playing as prince ripping down boards like charles barkley uh, but my lord vanderbilt is on fire right now and i will ride the wave we know that the stocks are there um the guy's just racking up stocks on the year he's averaging um uh, Slightly under a, a block a game, but one and a half steals. He's averaging over two stocks a game. The, the steals are legit, and he, and he adds blocks in there when, um, in some games. And this is a game that I would expect him to do that. Uh, four straight games of double-digit rebounds. Uh, he only has one double-digit scoring effort in that span, but he is bringing back value right now. And uh, I think we can look to it again in a very high-paced matchup against the, the Hornets who just run up and down the court here. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Malik Beasley is a guy I'll, I'll consider uh, because Patrick Beverly did get hurt. Beasley might slide into that starting lineup in this one. Uh, we did see him in last night's game. He played 38 minutes and dropped nearly 40 fantasy points. So if Beverly is going to miss this one, uh, Malik Beasley makes for one of the better under 4K plays. Maybe maybe possibly the highest upside one in this matchup. Uh, and only 3,900 there could possibly be 30-plus minutes for him in this without Beverly. Uh, so that is what I'm definitely keeping an eye on on that news. And I would expect many people to do that as well. Uh, on the Charlotte side of the ball, they're in a pretty good matchup too. The The Wolves aren't the run-and-gun team that they were the last two years uh, under the previous coach, under Saunders. But 
they still can give up points in bunches. Uh, here, for me, though, I'm looking Gordon Hayward at 6'7". It's just a really good price tag. Uh, I would prefer to just go to Anthony Edwards at $800 more, uh, but I, I put him in my player pool, too, at 6700 and Kelly Oubre at 4200 I know P.J. Washington's back, but he only played six minutes in that first one, uh, so they're going to ease him back in. And he didn't really play a ton of minutes when he was healthy anyway. So that is something to consider. Kelly Oubre, 4,200, is still playing a pretty good chunk of minutes. Uh, He's averaging mostly, mainly in the 20s, and two of the last four games he played 30-plus minutes. So there is value to be found here. Um, He might not hit that 30-minute plateau, but it's nice to – I don't mind giving him shots in tournaments uh, in case he does. Um, So he's one of the guys that I'll take a shot on. And then Gordon Hayward. Is, is just a, a rock-solid price. I know he's been up and down, up and down this year, but uh, this is a matchup that works very well and works in his favor. Uh, probably going to see a lot of Beasley or Edwards. He could take advantage of that matchup. All right, jumping on over to the next game, we have the Phoenix Suns traveling across the country to take on the New York Knicks. Uh, this is at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I expect a lower game total. And I expect that probably uh, the Suns are favored by three or four. It's going to be pretty close. Um, on the injury report, we know Frank Kaminsky and Dario Saric are out. Abdul Nader's always on that injury report. It's questionable. Mitch Robb, Taj Gibson, Derek Rose missed last game. So uh, they will likely be on the injury report again for the Knicks. On the Suns' side of the ball, the Knicks have just been getting abused on defense this year. They have not been the... Uh, oh, Alexa, Alexa thinks I was talking to her. Alexa, stop. Annoying sometimes, huh? I didn't say anything to her, but she's still talking to me. Um, yeah, the Knicks have been getting used on defense. That's where I was, I believe. And it's just not a Tom Thibodeau team. It, it looks just very, very different from what we're used to with them. Uh, that said, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre, in all are in smash spots. Uh, we might not have Mitch Robb again. We might not have Taj Gibson. I really like Aiton at 7-4. I think that discount is comparatively. I know he's not going to score as many points, but uh, that is rock solid for me. I prefer Booker over Paul, though I have the caveat that this may be Paul's last game in the Garden. Um, you never know. I don't know how many years he's got left. 8-3, last game in the Garden. I don't mind going there, but I, but that's just... Um, another type of reason, but I, I think Booker is the better player at $200 more. <clears throat> Probably not going to have too much exposure to the rest of this team. Um, everybody's fair price there, and I'll, I'll look at uh, Booker and Aiton as the most. Jumping on over to the Knicks side of the ball, uh, it's going to be a, a lot of it's going to hinge on that front court to me. Uh, the back court is still a work in progress. If Derrick Rose doesn't play, opens up minutes for everybody. We saw Fournier take advantage of the last one. Quickly has been playing pretty pretty good lately. Uh, Burke's been playing a lot of minutes. Kemba is hit or miss. Uh, but I really don't want to take a chance on too many of those guys against this Suns defense. Um, not going to go Randall here or Barrett. The, the options that I, I like the most, Noel, Mitch, Taj, um, Obi Toppin. Uh, I want to see who exactly starts in the front court. Who's in? Who's available in the front court? It could be just the Nerland Noel show again, uh, and that would help Obi Toppin as well. He'd be the backup big at 3600. Noel is only 4400. Uh, Mitch could play if he plays. 4K is not a bad price tag. If Mitch is out and Taj plays, I don't mind taking a chance at him at three. Uh, so that the, I'm looking in the front court here. I just want to. We got to get notice and word on who's actually in and who's out out here um if they're all playing probably not going to have much exposure to any of them i think all the minutes chop up and it's just not a matchup that i want to attack there if if they're all playing there all right jumping on over to the next game we have the chicago bulls taking on the orlando magic i expect the bulls to be about an eight point road favorite and the overall um the spread to be about 218 220 or so <clears throat> right now we just know that Patrick Williams is out for the Bulls and on the uh, Magic side, Cole Anthony's been missing time. Terrence Ross missed the last game. Fultz, Carter Williams, Etwan Moore, Jonathan Isaac are not playing. 
Uh, we'll start with the Bulls, that side of the ball. And, man, everybody's going to be in a smash spot here. We have Vooch um, going against his former team. He only played 26 minutes in that last one. It was his first game in two weeks. And he still had 14, 13.4 assist double-double here. Uh, 6 of 16 shooting. The 16 shots it, are nice as uh, seeing that over 40 fantasy points. But I, I prefer Zach Levine over him. We just know the usage is there. Uh, Zach has been going off. He's only he's actually $100 cheaper, which is uh, crazy to think about since he hasn't missed any time or anything like that. <clears throat> so I don't mind going Zach. Lonzo at 6'8 is, is a rock-solid price tag in this matchup. Uh, we saw him coming off of... And he, he went 7 of 11, 5 of 7 from 3, off of an 0 for 7 shooting performance. Um, he dropped 41 fantasy points in the last one. I think he can get over 30 again, 35 in this one, uh, which we'll need, which will bring back value here. It's just a it's a solid matchup for him, and we might not have Cole Anthony, who's been playing really well on defense. Uh, Alex Caruso at 5,200. The guy's just been a gamer. I know he came off the bench in the last one. He still played 33 minutes. 15 points, most actual points scored in quite some time here. Um, but he does a little bit of everything, and we know that. He's leading the league in steals. He's grabbing uh, a solid amount of rebounds, almost four per game, but that's been picking up over the last 10 days, six. Uh, he's averaging over four assists. Um, he's just been phenomenal, over two steals. And I think 5,200 is is right on the line. I think in this matchup, though, I like it him to beat that price tag. A little bit um, outside of that not too thrilled with anybody I think most of these guys like Jones white now that he's back uh, green brown they're all gonna chop minutes for the backup spot and while there will be likely blowout minutes here especially if Cole Anthony and Terrence Ross don't play I don't really want to take my chances on them it's such a big slate we don't need to going on the other side yeah, Cole Anthony, Terrence Ross, it's going to be big news to watch out for uh, Cole Anthony has been missing a few games now and we've seen uh, Different combinations of people start. We saw Hampton get some run here. We saw Harris start. Uh, Ross, um, I think Jalen Suggs is going to likely start at point guard again, if that's the case. Uh, and I do like him if he is starting there and he's uh, getting there. He's been playing really solid lately. Four out of the last five games, over 28 fantasy points. Uh, just one clinker of a two for eight and in just 17 minutes in there uh, we'll wipe that one out the rest of them he played at least 25 minutes uh, and he brought back 28 fantasy points so point per minute guy right now uh, he's getting a lot of shots he's not making a ton of them but especially if he's running point guard and, and Cole Anthony's not there a lot of extra room to to maneuver there and at 5200 uh, I can take a shot at him and he'll bring he'll likely bring back value there um, outside of that I think you can look at Franz Wagner, uh, an Okiki, and even, dare I say, Gary Harris, if there's no Cole Anthony, he started in the last one. He played 35 minutes in that last one, brought back 25 fantasy points at 3,200. I mean, yeah, you can definitely take a shot at him. If Cole Anthony or even uh, Terrence Ross play, I likely won't look at him. But at 3,200, if he's going to draw the start, yeah, he'll definitely be in, in people's player pools. Um, Franz Wagner... Has been playing pretty well. And again, if those two guys are out, there's more minutes around for the rotation. It shuffles. Uh, he could see 30 minutes in that scenario. He brought back 31 fantasy points in the last one. Uh, in three of the last four games, <clears throat> ooh, actually, I should say <clears throat> four of the last five games in which he saw, uh, in, in all those games, he saw 29 minutes. He's brought back at least 28 fantasy points in three games of 31 fantasy points. So again, if those two guys are out, or even just Cole, there's going to be more minutes available for him. And if he can hit that 29 plateau mark, we know that he's bringing back pretty much a point per minute, over a point per minute. So um, I do like Franz there as well. And I mentioned Okiki. Only if those other two guys are out, there's more minutes available for him. Um, and I don't mind taking the 3,600, though I would rather just spend down for Gary Harris or spend up for Franz. Um, if you want to take the be the contrarian, as my friends like to say, then I don't mind going there. But I do prefer the other two more. And Jalen Suggs is the other guy I'm looking at here. All right, jumping on over to the first game that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Toronto Raptors traveling to Indiana to take on the Pacers. Uh, on the injury report, we would likely have OG as questionable, Kemberk as questionable, 
Um, those two missed the last one. OG missed a couple. And then on the Pacers side of the ball, we know TJ Warren is out. And then we know that there are random people in and out of this lineup all the time here. So <laughs> definitely something to keep an eye on. But we'll start with the Raptor side of the ball. Um, OG would be in a great spot here at 7-4 if he's playing, but I highly doubt it. With that said, Scotty Barnes, 6-7, coming off a nice game, a nice, nice 17-9 game and a double-double before that. Um, makes some sense here. I like some Scotty Barnes here. Uh, <clears throat> though, Gary Trent Jr. also at 5,900. This guy's just been eating minutes. We thought... I thought his minutes would come down when Siakam was back, but then OG went out. Then some of the center options were out. Uh, this guy's just going to continue playing a ton of minutes. I don't mind taking a chance at that uh, at 5,900, especially in this matchup. And then we have the center position. Uh, probably going to leave Siakam alone, though that's not a terrible matchup. I would prefer Van Vliet right over him at uh, $200 cheaper right now. But I'm looking... At that center spot, uh, Ken Burke might not play again. That means Precious and Boucher get extra minutes there. Um, and with Boucher seemingly always in the doghouse, I'm looking at Precious. And he's just been really good when he's played right now. Uh, five of the last six games, he's brought back at least 26 fantasy points. And he's only 4,100. So the value is to be had there if Burch doesn't play. If Burch does play, that's... Uh, they're all going to get minutes, and Siakam's going to play some five. Even without OG, we'll still see him playing some five. So I would, wouldn't would go to any of them if that's the case. But if Burke is out, uh, Precious at 4,100 makes a lot of sense for me there as well. All right, jumping on over to the other side of the ball. The Raptors are a defensive team that sometimes struggles on defense. So uh, go figure. But they're missing OG, who's one of their better defenders. <clears throat> uh, that said... They can take advantage here. Um, I I do like Miles Turner at 6K in this matchup. I want. I, I think that value he could hit value. I don't think his upside is huge, but for cash games, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, Sabonis and Brogdon get a little bumped down in the matchup, so I'm not going to fully fully rush there, especially with Sabonis not showing the huge upside that he's been. Um, but Turner is the one guy I, I do like, and and Lavert with his. Uh, depressed price tag now at 5,600. I think you can take a shot at him. Not safe. He's not getting the volume that you'd expected, um, especially with everybody. They're, like Pretty much the starters are all getting their own, but no one's eating, I should say. They're all getting a piece of the pie, but no one's eating extra pieces. No one's going back for seconds, pretty much. Um, unless it, it start, it's Brogdon and Sabonis getting like a half of extra slice there. But um, I don't really want to fully run to anyone. I don't mind Turner in cash games, but I don't think the upside is crazy for any of these guys, especially with the way Toronto plays. All right, jumping on over to the next game, we have Atlanta. The Atlanta Hawks going to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. On the injury report, we know DeAndre Hunter is out. We know Okungwu is out uh, for Atlanta. And for Memphis, we know DeAnthony Mountain is out. Um, and then it's also, like I mentioned before, the another team, it's Memphis. So we don't know who's in, who's out here. <clears throat> we'll start with the Atlanta Hawks. And they're all in a great spot with the way the Grizzlies play. Uh, the Grizzlies are giving up. They're in the bottom two, uh, giving up points in the league right now just in bunches. Their field goal percentage against, people are just shooting cra- the lights out against them. Uh, and then they're also shooting great too. And so it's just going to be a shootout here. <clears throat> the... But you can look at a lot of these guys. Uh, Trey Young at 93. I think the price is a little high, but it's a fantastic matchup. Uh, so I don't. He he's one of the guys that I'll I'll play to in in tournaments to differ from the crowd. Maybe not so much cash, but um, we know that he has 60 point upside. He did it in the last game and uh, five games before that he had 72 points. So we know that's there. And this is just a really really good matchup for him. So uh, don't hate going there. I think Capella makes a lot of sense at 7-5. The Grizzlies have been kind of weird with how they don't know exactly how they want to do their front court. Uh, They're still starting Adams, but Jaron Jackson Jr. has been migrating a lot to the five. They started with Tillman as the backup five, and now they're pushing Jackson there and playing a lot more of Brandon Clark, whether it's the four or five. Uh, 
They have so many options, the Grizzlies. I think they just need to make a trade, but that's for another day. <clears throat> um, Capella, this is a very good matchup for him. Whoever's out there, uh, he's going to have a chance to gobble up a lot of rebounds. Jackson isn't a great rebounder. Steven Adams has been eh right now. Um, so he'll have a chance to gobble up a lot of rebounds and get some quality looks, uh, garbage points down low and when he gets his offensive rebounds and whatnot. Um, Danilo Gallinari at 4,400 is another guy I'll look at in Cam Reddish. Uh, Gallinari is playing a very nice role right now. Uh, since Hunter went out, he's been playing minutes and minutes and minutes. <clears throat> Last night, he shot one of four from the field, but eight of eight from the free throw line. He had 17 fantasy points before two games, the two games before that 27 and 35, uh, then a stinker. And then 29 before that he's a tournament guy, not a like a fantastic high upside guy, but he can definitely bring you back 20 to, to 30 fantasy points in this matchup, especially with the way they play. Uh, Cam Reddish at only 3,700. He's seeing low twenties minutes, but we know he has the, uh, the ability to score the basketball. And if he's scoring the basketball, he's going to see more run 3,700. That's a good opportunity to take a chance on him in a matchup that both these teams are going to score a lot in. All right. Memphis side of the ball. I mentioned Trey Ja has been playing fantastic as well. Uh, don't really want to run to him here at 9,600. The Hawks aren't the defensive team that the Grizzlies are. So there's a lot more options on the other side of the ball. And I forgot to mention Bogdanovich um, is another one at his price tag uh, over here. We'll see who's in and who's out. We know that Dylan Brooks has been in and out of the lineup since he's come back. Uh, they haven't really done the rest for Jaron Jackson yet, but that's always a possibility. Uh, we'll quite see, but if every we'll all assume everybody's in, I think Brandon Clark makes a lot of sense at 3,500, another under 4k option that we can look at, uh, for the last five games, he's brought back at least 23 fantasy points. The guy's field goal percentage has been phenomenal. The only game he hasn't brought back that he only shot one of three from the field. Um, but even in limited minutes, he's just shooting the lights out. Well, I'll just go to the last five games, seven of eight from the field. Three of five, one of three, seven of nine, five of five. Um, the last two games, though, against Utah and Toronto, he has seen 26 minutes. And this is a matchup against the big front court, Collins and Capella, that he can see again 20 plus minutes. Um, and if he's seeing 20 minutes, I, I see no reason why he's not going to put up 20 fantasy points or plus and, and bring back value here. Uh, he, he knows how to rebound. He's not taking threes like he did last year in, the, in his rookie year. Uh, but he can block shots. He can grab steals, or and uh, he scores the basketball at an elite efficiency. So yes, thirty five hundred. That's super cheap for me. I'll take a shot at him. Um, but outside of them, going up a little bit. I mean, Dylan Brooks at five nine and Jaron Jackson Jr. They're more tournament plays for me. I think the price tag is is there for them to beat it. I don't think they necessarily will always. They're a lock to do it, but. They both take a lot of shots, and they're both high usage or more high usage guys. So uh, there is a chance there. Um, Dylan Brooks has been shooting the ball a lot better this year than he has normally. He's shooting 44% from the field on the year since, and he missed most of the time, and 37% from three. Uh, he usually takes a lot more shots, and he usually is shooting around like 41% the last couple of years. So he's been on, and Jaron Jackson Jr., we know he has the ability to. Uh, they're, more again, more flyers for me. I don't think they're safe. They can easily not bring back value. Uh, so uh, I don't mind taking chances on them in tournaments, but cash games, I'm going to leave them alone. I think Brandon Clark's the only guy I'll play in both. All right, on the other side, uh, well, I should say, on the next game of the night, we have the Washington Grizzlies. Wow. The Washington Wizards taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we don't have an injury report again, but uh, we do know Thomas Bryant is not going to play uh, on the Thunder. We know Shy is in a weird um, – what did Coach – what did he say? He said he's going to take it week by week or he's in, in it for the long haul. So – I don't know if Shai's going to play. That's just really weird how they keep doing this to him. Uh, and that's all we have on the injury report for that. On the Wizards' side, <clears throat> um, I think you can 
even though he's uh he's gonna be split in time, I think Hero makes some sense here. Uh, 24 minutes in the last one, 27, 25. He's not going to play 30 minutes, but he can fill up the stat sheet. I don't think the upside is crazy, but um, he's he's a possibility there. Caldwell Pope and and Advia at their cheap price tag, uh, 42 and 38, are two guys that I consider, but I don't love. Uh, most of this team I don't really love. It's just a everybody's playing pretty well. The team is playing pretty well. And they're not all bringing back value. I don't mind taking a chance at Hero in this matchup, but I don't love it as well. Uh, again, for the most part, unless there's people missing, I'm probably just going to leave the Wizards alone here, even in a great matchup. But it could turn out to a blowout again, especially without um, Shy in this one. So we'll see what happens. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we don't have Shy. Likely, I shouldn't say we don't have him. We likely don't have Shy, so we'll see exactly what they do here. But Josh Giddy at 6,500 uh, would make a lot of sense. The last two games, 31 and 34 minutes, he's brought back 40 and 38 fantasy points. He's bringing back 30 now consistently for, at, for the last six games, at least 30 fantasy points. Uh, if, if Shy's not there, he's going to be running the offense for, he's going to take a lot of that usage and a lot of that ball handling that Shy does. Um, and we know we can fill the stat sheet, even if he's, his shot's not hitting. So I do like him here. Don't really like much of anything else uh, except James Robinson, Earl, and Baisley. I don't hate him, but I don't love him either in this matchup. <clears throat> uh, Baisley's been been pretty hit or miss here. Uh, but without shy, there's more shots to go around at 4,800. You can look there. And James Robinson, Earl, is starting. He's now getting minutes in the higher 20s uh, or low 30s. Back-to-back double-doubles, uh, 13 actual points in three straight games. Guy's starting to click, and at 4,300, I think that's a very good value here. Um, if Even if he goes 8-8 eight and eight again, he's going to bring back value here. So uh, Robinson Earl is my favorite play, and Josh Giddy is for the upside. All right, next game, we have an 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start. We have the Boston Celtics traveling to San Antonio to take on the Spurs. Uh, on the injury report, Josh Richardson, Robert Williams been missing a few games. We'll keep an eye on that on the Boston side of the ball. Um, Devin Vassell got hurt in the last one, so we might not be in for this one. McDermott's been missing a couple games, and Zach Collins is out. We'll start with the Celtics side of the ball. Uh, the Spurs are just, everybody loves playing the Spurs. It's just a fantastic matchup. <clears throat> um, with Jalen Brown now back in the lineup. Sharing with Jason Tatum, uh, who hasn't been playing the Jason Tatum that we thought we were going to get. I don't really want to run to either of them, but they're both in a smash spot, so you can take an extra, a double take to them. Double take, but I don't really love them. I would prefer Tatum at the $800 more price tag, just because Brown's just coming off of a long layoff. Uh, But don't love going there at the same time. Uh, Dennis Schroeder at 66. Do like going here. I know Brown's back, but he still played 36 minutes against Brooklyn in the last one. While he only brought back 20 and 26 fantasy points the last two games, um, he was on fire before that with or without Brown. And seeing 36 minutes with Brown is very enticing to me. I know he didn't take a bunch of shots. You know, He was only 3 of 10 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3. Uh, but that 36 minutes is enticing, and that uh, makes can make me swallow that $6,600 price tag there. Um, Marcus Smart is only 54. He also has been playing a lot and pretty well there, uh, but he's 5,400. This is a fantastic matchup for him. Uh, he is worth taking a flyer on. Uh, Grant Williams, 3,900. Might be getting a lot more minutes if Rob is not playing. Uh, minutes in the 20s to 30, he makes sense as a flyer option. Though, again, I, I think we do have too much value at under 4K that we don't have to go there, but he's just another other option. I do prefer smart um i know it's uh fifteen hundred dollars more but i do prefer smart if you can get there and and schroeder as the guys that i'm targeting over here um on the other side of the ball we have possibly vassals out that helps people like lonnie walker that helps Derek white have to stay on the floor even if he's shooting poorly like he did in the last one 33 of 12 uh, he still played 30 minutes um, Vassal plays a lot of minutes and then they play similar positions. So if Vassal is out, uh, D 
Derek White at 5,300. I really like that price tag. And Jakob Pertl at 5,700, especially if Rob Williams isn't out. Uh, th- this guy should not be this cheap. Uh, he's just coming back from a long layoff. He played a couple games. I uh, played one, then missed one, and then has played the last two, uh, 15 and 9, and then 15 and 10 the last two games at 31 and 29 minutes. He should not be 5,700. This is a fantastic price tag. Um, in those last two games, he's brought back 28 and 32 fantasy points, and that's just him just starting to get his win back. So especially if Rob William doesn't play, the matchup gets much, even much better for him. I love Jakob Pertl here. Um, I don't think we have to go to Murray. It is a solid matchup. He's going to see a lot of smart, though. Uh, but I think 50 points is doable for him. He's he's brought back at least 54 points in four of the last five games. So he, he'll be in play. But I think if you want to go for the value, it's Pertl and it's White if there's no Vassal here. Uh, it just makes a ton of sense. And I, I guess if you wanted to throw Lonnie Walker in that under 4K pool again, I do like other options better, but you can throw them in there. <clears throat> All right. First game at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, on the injury report, Brooke Lopez is still, we don't know. Uh, DiVincenzo is still out as well. Uh, and then on the, oh, and Semi Ojale is out for the Bucks as well. On Denver side of the ball, we know Michael Porter Jr., P.J. Dozier, Jamal Murray are not going to make their way back anytime soon. Bones Highland missed a cu- uh, couple games there. He might be out. And then Jokic's been missing a few games here, so we'll see if he's back for this one. Uh, if Jokic is not back for this one, I unfortunately don't want to play Giannis at 12-12 uh, or Middleton, even though his price tag is good. It's just I don't think this game's going to stay competitive long enough for them to play 35 minutes uh, if there's no Jokic. They're, they're already beat up so badly, uh, the Nuggets are that they, if they don't have Jokic, there's there's no way this is going to stay competitive for me uh, enough to to spend 12-12. So that's the big news. Is, is Jokic in or Jokic out? That's going to change both teams. I'm not going to get much exposure. I don't think they need to really run Bobby Portis to the ground either. Even Drew Holiday. A lot of these guys I'm not going to take chances on. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind taking one on Grayson Allen at 5,200, um, even though his minutes have been down the last couple games, especially with... Chris Middleton back. I think he could see more minutes if, if this turns into a blowout. So I don't mind taking a chance there or um, like a Pat Connington. But I'm not in love with anybody on this this Milwaukee side at all uh, until we know what Jokic is doing. If Jokic is in, then I'll take it. Then I can play Giannis. Um, then I can look at Holiday a bit more. But I won't want anything to do with them if there's no Jokic. That said, on the other side of the ball, if Jokic is healthy. Uh, I do like some Jokic. It's a good matchup for him. Uh, no, no Brooke Lopez. He can take advantage of Bobby Portis here. But um, I don't know how healthy his wrist is. I don't know what's going on. We just lost another guy in P.J. Dozier, so we'll keep an eye on that. But um, if there is no Jokic, I mean, any, everybody's up for grabs. We, know, we might not have Bones Highland in this one, too. We'll see uh, if he plays at, at the minimum 3K. More minutes are available for him without P.J. Dozier there. Um, so I like him. Uh, Composo at 3,500. You can take a chance on him. More minutes are available now. And then and there might not be the other two, guy, two guys that he's competing for backup minutes with. Same with Austin Rivers. Might not be two guys he's competing backup minutes with. Uh, Will Barton is the alpha and the omega. I do prefer uh, Aaron Gordon in this matchup. I think he's just going to play a lot anyway. And we can see more point Gordon. Uh, but... There are a lot of guys. Marcus or um, Monte Morris. Don't hate him here, uh, but I I'd probably just go straight for all the the value here. Green at thirty eight hundred, Composo thirty five, Rivers at thirty four, uh, Highland Bones if he plays at three k. Um, there's going to be a lot of value if there's no Jokic. And again, if Bones doesn't play, Rivers Composo, they're going to have to play a lot of minutes there. Uh, maybe Zeke Naji now that he's back is going to get. Good chunk. A lot to think about. And even if he doesn't, he's been bringing back 20 points in the last couple games that he's played. Uh, in three, his last three games, 20, 18, 15 minutes, he's brought back at least 20 fantasy points. So Zeke makes sense as well if there's no Jokic. Uh, so a lot to decipher, but it all depends on the big guy's status, uh, if he's in or out, and bones to a lesser degree. All right, jumping on over to the next side of the ball. 
we have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Utah to take on the Jazz. Um, we know that Zion is out for this one. We know that uh, on the Jazz, they don't really have anybody out, but they could they could just sit someone, have someone get in a couple extra days rest. Uh, you never know. It is the Pelicans, though they've been playing a little bit better. They've been trying a little bit harder, but still is the Pelicans. Uh, that said, we'll start with the Pelicans side of the ball. Don't love... Don't really want to go to Ingram. Don't want to go to J-Val. Don't want to go to Devontae Graham, even if he plays. Uh, Nicole Alexander-Walker, not really. He's coming off. He came off the bench the other night. Uh, probably going to continue to do that. Don't really want to go there. Um, I do like some Josh Hart. That's the only guy I would consider here at 5,600. Uh, he's just been playing really, really well. Uh Five out of the last six games, he's brought back at least 35 fantasy points, and he's only 5,600. Yes, the matchup is daunting against this Jazz squad, uh, but he's doing a little bit of everything. He's he's not taking a ton of shots. Only two times um, in those, those games that I just mentioned has he had double-digit shots, but he's grabbing rebounds, as we know he always does. He's grabbing. He's he's assist. Um, getting a lot of assists. Uh, nearly four assists in the last ten days. In the last six games, <clears throat> and he's taking on a bigger role on offense, initiating. Uh, and then he gets about two steals and a block a game. He does defensive work. We know he gets seven rebounds a game. <clears throat> uh, he's been really, really solid here and at 5,600. He's beaten that price tag four to the last uh, five out of the last six games. So I would ex- I could expect that to continue. And he didn't just beat that price tag. He beat it by. Uh, 10 points or more. So that's my favorite guy on this side of the ball. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, and let's jump on over to the Utah side. Uh, very good matchup for Utah. We we can look at a Rudy Gobert here uh, to be Rudy Gobert. Um, Jay Val and him both rip down boards. I think they're both going to get a lot of them, but Gobert at 8,200. It's a really good matchup, uh, and Mitchell's only two hundred dollars more than him. Mitchell can easily exceed forty-five, fifty fantasy points in this matchup if it stays close long enough. It is in Utah, so that does give me slight pause there. But um, like I like both those guys as higher-priced options on this slate, um, and that I'll probably leave it to them. The Jazz don't have deep, deep pockets here, but you can go there. Um, you can go right at their their high guys in, in a matchup that they should be able to score 125 to 130 uh, actual points in this game. All right, I'm jumping on over to the – we have two games left on the docket of the night. Last, uh, the next game is at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Portland Trailblazers taking on the Golden State Warriors in Golden State. Um, on the injury report for Portland, we have Anthony Simons missed the last one. Uh, and the Warriors, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman, both out. Everybody else is healthy. Uh, so this is a pretty, pretty healthy matchup here. Uh, we saw Damian Lillard have a big game in, last night, uh, 56 fantasy points. He's done that twice in the last three games. So he's start, starting to heat up, um, starting to heat up here. He's been consistently dropping over 40 now. Uh, and again, two out of the last three games over 56. Oh, I need a drink. Ah, much better. Um, don't fully want to run here to him, though, but he does love playing against uh, Steph Curry, so that's something to keep an eye on. But I don't really want to run to him for 10K here. He will be in my player because I, I like him more than a little bit more than other people around that range, but I don't want to run, run to him. Most of this team, I'm not going to run, run to him. I don't know why I'm using that phrase, but I'm not going to. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. would be one guy I like at 3,800. Uh, we started to see his minutes climb, and then the last three games they started dipping back to where uh, they weren't climbing again. Not sure what happened there, but if he can get back to 25 minutes, he's going to beat that $3,800 price tag. I think that's too cheap. Robert Covington at 4K. Uh, the Warriors like to play Dre a lot at center. So... Um, at 4K, we could see a lot of really small ball lineups with Covington at center, even though Nance probably gets more there. Uh, but I don't mind going him there. He did just lay a dud 0 of 1 shooting in 15 minutes in the last one because he was ejected. Um, but before that, 
four straight games of 24 or more fantasy points and only 4K. Gotta love that value there. Uh, bringing back value each game there. I like those two guys, Nance and Covington. And we'll see. And and I'll keep uh, a little bit on my player pool there. On the other side of the ball, love Curry in this matchup. Uh, <laughs> love Curry in every matchup. The guy's just phenomenal. He's been on fire. But he loves playing as much as Lillard loves playing against him. He also loves doing it back. Uh, <clears throat> and the Blazers are not nearly the defensive team that the Warriors are. I know the price is expensive at 11-4, but you got to love Curry in this matchup to go off. Um, and Draymond Green at 6-7, that's a fair price tag for him. He's taken a very, 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 very big backseat in the offensive um, game. He just doesn't shoot the ball. That's the only knock on him right now. He doesn't shoot the ball, but he does everything else. Grabs rebounds, grabs his... Uh, Dishes out assists. They they run a lot of offense through him. Uh, and then he gets defensive stats. He's not getting as many defensive stats as we would have hoped or expected from him um, this year. Under a block a game and just over a steal a game. But a couple of defensive stats here and there. And we could expect value here uh, since he's just consistently bringing back 30 points. The last six games, at least 30 fantasy points. <clears throat> and this is a good matchup for him. Uh, and those are the, I'm I'm just sticking to the top dogs here and and Curry and and Dre over here. All right, jumping on over to the last game of the night, we have the Sacramento Kings taking on the Los Angeles Lakers at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the injury report, we have um, <clears throat> Harrison Barnes got hurt in the last one, right foot injury on Wednesday. Uh, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And Rashawn Holmes missed the game. The last one with an eye injury on the Lakers side of the ball. We saw Anthony Davis miss the last one, but LeBron returned and uh, Austin Reeves is out. Kendrick Nunn, Trevor Reeves are out right now. Um, and Austin Reeves, is, I, I should say, is questionable. All right, we'll start with the Kings side of the ball. Obviously, that Barnes-Holmes um, situation is something to monitor. If Holmes is out, we saw Alex Len draw the start. Tristan Thompson play a good role. Um, we saw Bagley play a, a decent chunk. He had 10 points, 8 boards. We saw Mitu, Meru, not even see the floor. So uh, something interesting there. He hasn't seen the floor in the last two games. Again, something interesting there. So uh, coach change, Meru has not played yet. Uh, he was playing pretty well before that too, so that is... That is weird. Uh, but if Holmes doesn't play, that does open up things for Alex Len. That does open up things for Thompson and Bagley as well. Uh, three guys, two of them, 3,200 or under, and then Bagley at 4-2. All makes sense. To me, this is a very good matchup regardless. Probably Tristan Thompson is, is you know, could get a double-double in this. So um, I would look at any of those three guys. If Barnes doesn't play, that opens up a lot of minutes for Buddy Heald. That opens up a lot of minutes for Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell is only 3,400. Buddy Heald is 5,800. Uh, this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Both these te- teams just give up a points in bunches and play fast. So uh, those two guys, Holmes and Barnes, are crucial to see who's in and who's out. If Holmes is in, I really like love that price tag at, I should say, yeah, love that price tag at 6,200. Um, a lot of these guys on this on this side of the ball, I am keying on Halliburton makes a lot of sense. Fox um, at only 7,700. We know he can beat that price tag. But Buddy Heald at 58, love him, especially if Barnes doesn't play. He might draw the start. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys to look here. I'm not really looking at Mo Harkless, though he's starting and he's only 3k uh still don't don't love him here if you really have to do it go for it but uh, if one if Holmes is out I'd much prefer Len Thompson or Bagley here um uh, probably in in the order of Thompson Len and Bagley <clears throat> but yeah those two guys are are big news to keep an eye on uh, because it shakes up a lot of this rotation and against the Lakers and and how they give up points that is a lot of value to be had there if they don't play. And uh, if they do play, Holmes makes oh, – I love Holmes in this matchup. Right on the other side of the ball, um, yeah, we have Anthony Davis was questionable. or He missed the last one. He's probably going to be questionable for this one. 
So we definitely have to know what's going on with AD because we know LeBron James makes an absurd amount of sense in this matchup if AD isn't there. He, uh, after his one game suspension, shot 13 of four or 30, oh, Jesus, 13 of 29 from the field. Uh, he had 39 actual points, six assists, five rebounds in a win against Indiana. 61 fantasy points. Yes, you can definitely play him if there's no AD again at 10-5. Just makes a lot of sense. Um, if AD does play and there's no Rashawn Holmes, he makes a ton of sense here. Uh, even even with Holmes, he makes sense, but makes much more sense as well without him at 10-8. And he's just going to feast. Um, Russell Westbrook, I'll only play if there's no AD. If there's all three of them, I'm going to leave him alone. But yeah. It's it all depends on AD. Um, if he plays, I like him. If he doesn't, LeBron James. Uh, LeBron makes sense too, but they all make they just get a big bump, obviously, without AD there. <clears throat> Outside of that, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk. Monk has been uh, been earning himself minutes in the 30s the last two games. He's been shooting pretty well. Uh, 11 of 25 from the field. He, he's made four threes in the last one, especially. In the last one, he was shot 6'11 from the field. Uh, but 29.5 and, and 31 fantasy points, so he's averaging 30 fantasy points the last two games. While Avery Bradley and um, Horton Tucker struggle from the field, we could see Monk maybe find himself in the starting lineup because they have been starting slow. Uh, or just continue to play 30 minutes if he's shooting pretty good and Bradley and, and Horton Tucker don't shoot themselves out of that slump yet. Uh, so a 4,400 makes a lot of sense. And Carmelo Anthony would make sense if Anthony Davis doesn't play. Um, so those are things to keep an eye on. But I think Monk is a guy that we can plug and play regardless. But we'll we'll just see. Obviously, without AD, that's a lot of shots and usage to go around. And minutes. The, the, the whole entire rotation will shuffle around. Um, without AD, Howard and Jordan become desperation options under 4K there. All right, thank you guys for tuning in. That does it for the Thanksgiving special episode of Sports Ethos Today. Uh, this, again, is for your Friday, November 26th slate. We did this one super early so you can catch it through the holidays or uh, when any of you have free time. Tune in, c- catch us on Discord. You'll see all the breaking news, and, and we could reshuffle things if needed. And we got an article coming out today. Our uh, tomorrow by Panji. Keep an eye on that for favorite plays and everything like that. And thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. We will catch you again on Saturday. Have a good one. Peace.